Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finding the Unicorn in You podcast. What a beautiful day to inspire lives. My name is Jaime Gabriel Ragosa, your host, and I am so excited to have you here. Let's get ready to meet some fantastic unicorns and learn how to unleash the inner unicorn in you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Finding the Unicorn in You. Today, I have a very special guest. You probably heard so much about her across the different episodes from last season and this season. I have my cousin. She is a graduate from La Sierra University for both her master's and her bachelor's degree. She focused on marketing, PR, and communications, and a whole other stream of things. She's very business-oriented, and I have so much to dig into that. So I'll let her introduce herself a little bit more. I have Berenice Sandoval. So like you said, I graduated from La Sierra with my bachelor's and my master's. In my bachelor's, I focused with communications, public relations. And then for my master's, I did business marketing. I don't know if you've listened to a couple of the episodes, but mm-hmm. Vanessa Spinoza, which mm-hmm. was my episode two individual, she mentioned that you were actually her biggest unicorn. So mm-hmm. I wanted to bring you on here to talk a little bit about that because <laughs> you definitely inspired her to be the person that she is today. Yeah. And you've inspired a lot of us, including myself, to really bring out the best part of me. You have such a bubbly personality, such a kind, giving always wanting to lend a hand. If I ever think of what's the nicest thing that she's ever done to me, which is this is going to be super simple, but I remember that when we were young, we were always play loteria. Oh. I, lo- I would always be a poor little guy. You would always have your little bucket of change and you'll be like, oh, you can have my money. It's okay, here you go. And I, would, and I would, the community pot. And I would lose all of it. You were like, here, you can still have more. At a certain limit, you were like, okay, little fucker. You're like, wasting all my money. Any <laughs> pot has its limits, okay? <laughs> but you're always willing to give what you have to let other people included. But that goes into my first question for you is you have such a good sense of kindness. Where did that come from for you? What makes you want to give to people? Honestly, I think it comes from like my mom. My mom is a very, a very selfless person. And she just, she tends to give a lot more than she receives. I tell her that all the time. You just need to tell people no and advocate for yourself. But she just has a very kind heart and wants to help everybody that's like where it stems from it's also people's stories that also just tends to nature me and just read into my kindness if people are kind to you you're willing to be kind to other people and i also want other people to feel welcome that they have a sense of home and community even if it's just within me or with my friends or wherever that there is a place for them to be heard and belong Yeah, I definitely get that. And I resonate with that growing up with you and with your mom. We always want to give back to the community. We always want to really help as many people as possible. And you've definitely embraced that quality and given it, applied it in all aspects of your life. People are always talking very nicely about you. Oh, thank you. So I know you've accomplished a lot. You got your bachelor's and your master's Mm -hmm. degree. I know that you are the next generation after your sister. And for those that don't know, her sister is actually Rosalina Sandoval. She came out in last season as well. And that's what was not always your passion or the case. I know when you were younger, (laughs) you would always say that you had the McDonald's story. So I'll actually let you talk about it because you definitely surpassed your own limitations of what you said you were going to accomplish. Yeah. When I was little, (laughs) even now, I don't know. I have a lot of ambition. I want to have goals and I want to do so much. But I'm also incredibly lazy at the same time. And that's a reality for a lot of people is that like, I have so much I want to do and so many goals, but like, where do I start? So going into this story, when I was younger, you used to always say, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to amount to much. I just want to work at McDonald's and live a very simple life. And I was like, I'm just going to make enough money where I can pay my rent, 
and just like my whatever bills I have and then just be that kind of find out that being an adult is a lot more expensive <laughs> than that. Uh, but I mean, I used to always say that I was going to work at McDonald's and I wasn't going to amount to anything because it was a lot of work and I didn't want to do that. And then now look at me now, I have two degrees. She's a whole master. I don't know, it's punishing or like astounding to to go back and think of where you had your humble beginnings. And then <laughs> now you're like, oh, wow, I did accomplish like all this great stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember how that conversation even started. I was there with oh, no, my family. <laughs> you were there with my cousins. And then we were working on homework together. And you were working on your math homework. And your mom was there. My mom was there. And she was like, why don't you understand this? You're, how are you going to accomplish anything in life? Mm-hmm. How are you going to get a good job? You're like, I hate math. I'm going to get a job where I don't need to have math. I'm going to work at McDonald's as a cashier. And then she's, you need math in order to be a cashier. And you're like, no, I don't. I just press the buttons and it's there. Honestly, it still rings true, though. <laughs> you still have to give change. <laughs> the machine does it for you. <laughs> Especially now with AI and everything. I don't, yeah. I don't deny it. Yeah. But. <laughs> so what would you say... And all of the 20, what, 26 years of 27. life, 27 years 27. of life that you've lived so far, what has been the biggest challenge or obstacle that you've faced so far? Oh, that's a great question. Like, just like pushing through and the per- perseverance of just even getting through school. I hate school. <laughs> School is not for everybody. And as much as people want to like, push school and you going to college and it's great and I work with students. I'm an academic advisor currently. And I tell students, like, go to school and blah, blah, blah. And I preach it. But at the same time, I know that's not everybody's path. And that's not where everybody's goals and ambitions lie. And you don't have to be, you don't have to go to school to be accomplished or think that you have success. But just getting through school, I didn't like studying. I I didn't like writing papers. I felt like I had to go to school because that was what my parents wanted and not what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to culinary school in the beginning. I don't know if I ever told you this or if you knew. I wanted to become a pastry chef and my goal was to go to New York and study and do all that. And then my mom's, you're not going anywhere. You're going to stay here. And so I was like, I hate my life. (laughs) And I don't want to go to school. But then I was blessed to La Sierra and it wasn't my first choice i also i just once my mom was you're not going to new york i was like i don't want to go to school and so i like applied to a bunch of random ucs and but my grades in high school were also not the best because i was i'm a very average student guys okay don't think that like this whole thing no i'm not like i'm very average b's and c's like i have a's right but like i school's just not for me i love to learn but i knew ultimately that's not where i wanted to be And so I had this like hatred of I don't want to go to school and I hate school and blah, blah, blah. Right. But now that it's done, I'm like, wow, I want to go back. (laughs) It does give you something to do, but going and learning from really well-educated people and their experiences, that's one of the biggest things that I miss. But like the hurdle of getting through school was like a lot. Yeah. And I'm not the best at school either. I graduated with a 2.75 GPA for my bachelor's degree. (laughs) I got a lot of F's. I got a lot of C's, a lot of D's, a lot of B's. It wasn't until my master's program, which I took a year later, I actually started getting A's and B's, not because I wanted to, because it's a requirement to graduate. Yeah. And now that I'm in my doctorate degree, you're only allowed to get A's. A's. So I have been getting straight A's. (laughs) My luckily, I haven't had to repeat any courses, but Mm -hmm. it's 
the older you get, the more serious you are about it. 100%. And you go not because you're required to, but because you want to. Mm-hmm. And it, it's tough because when you're young, you just want to live life. You just want to enjoy. You want to go party. You want to try all the latest trends and do whatever you need to do. But, and school's at the end point, but it does make you smarter. And it, the thing that I enjoy most about school is the people that you meet. Oh, 100%. I loved my peers in my program when I was in comm. So I first started out in human resources because I was like, I'm going to do anything. I'm going to be just like my sister. And I'm going to study human resources. Lo and behold, I hated it. <laughs> I took my first accounting class and I was like, this is not for me. What am I doing? And then it wasn't until I was actually two years into the program. And I was just like, I hate this. I don't see myself doing this for a really long time. I don't like the classes. It's just not for me. And then I don't know why I chose this class, but I took an intro to communication class. And after that, I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. I found my people. The, my professor was the one that um, really had a big influence on me changing my major because she was very real about this is a real world. Even though I went to a Christian university, she like cussed in class and I was like, what? This is great. But she was like very real about like the expectations of the outside world and what you can get from like this type of degree and the things that you'd get out of it. That was one of the biggest things. Like the people, my peers themselves were so motivated in this field. And that was just like, okay, they can do it. I can do it too. And they're, they push you along and you push them. So like the sense of like community and camaraderie is like the biggest thing that I'm so blessed to get out of school. Yeah. I completely agree. And you build, start building your little unicorn art and stable right really close to mm-hmm. you, help you thrive and push you to pierce of ear and keep going through. So I know in life, we all go through very difficult sometimes transitions. Mm. Some can be going from child to adult. Some can be going from high school to college or whatnot. What has been the most difficult or most surprising transition for you in your life? Okay. As a student worker, job into a full-time like staff position even though i'm still within the same like organization it was like a really big difference in the way that people treated you and the way that like your mindset shifts because when i used to be a student worker or like a i guess yeah uh, i didn't have a lot of responsibility because i I showed up did what i had to do got my paycheck and i dipped right there was no nothing and then i applied to be an advisor and then that also didn't go through because there were well, so then I got offered a job as a <laughs> coordinator. And so within that, I then had to wake up early and I had to start my eight to five job. And your mind shifts a little bit differently from, okay, I can just call off because I'm a student worker and I don't have a ton of responsibility in the job. And like, they can go without me. We're all kind of depending on me now. I have to show up. I have to put in this work. Your mind shifts. And it was such a hard transition. I remember coming home and I was like, Ah, this is what I want to do. And I hate working and adulting sucks, right? As you like slowly go into the motions, you tend to learn, okay, it's not that bad. I actually enjoy what I do and like the people and the just like the whole atmosphere is a little bit different than from where you started to like where you're at now. So I know before that you were actually working at the lifeguard. Yeah. <laughs> I know from being working at the lifeguard, and I'm not sure if that was your first job. No. I was not. It was, I guess so. It was like, I guess it was an in-between tie. So when I started working as a lifeguard, I was also working as a data analyst enter as a student worker where I, at the university. And it was like at the same time. So like I'd started the university job first 
and then I got hired as a lifeguard and I was doing that so I it was only seasonal so I did that over the summer and then I did my data job throughout the rest of the year and I did that for four or five years about like until 2017 and I was like this is not for me and then I dipped out yeah (laughs) so the transition from working that lifestyle and that work to what you do now how is that like working as like a lifeguard or what do you mean yeah working as a lifeguard more service in that like parks and rec Mm. being behind an office and working oh it's different it's really different because it's a lot more customer service based than you think it is because you have to make sure that like you're it's you're seeing the people in the community like it's people that are every day they come to these rec centers they come because this is their only refugee i guess you can say but like a place where they can come and relax i feel like they're a little bit more in the sense of this is like their place and this is where they belong and you have you come in and you're like okay, i need to service these people so you have to be very attentive to like their needs and something goes wrong and you have to be very quick on on response right it's a lot more um attentiveness than working behind a desk in a nine to five because i can have on my desk as a lifeguard you can't do that because you're responsible for people's lives and as a 16 17 year old 18 year old <laughs> In charge of so many like kids' lives or even adults' lives, like they put so much trust in you for a minimum wage job. Like it's insane. And so that transition of like, but, and it is a lot of responsibility, but when you're there, you don't see the responsibility that you have until shit hits the fan and you're like, oh my God, this kid's drowning. What do I do? <laughs> and then you go and you do what you have to do. But it's very different than being behind a desk and like, answering emails and data or like talking to like people behind the desk it's very less intimidating and very less secure than having to jump in the pool and saving kids lives yeah it's a little different (laughs) and i know on tiktok there's been this conversation that's been going that say people are asking why are not why but are manual jobs like doing the heavy lifting as a lifeguard like doing all the things that you do Mm -hmm. more exhausting than a nine to five job and a desk job Mm -hmm. what is the difference like energy level that you come out as a lifeguard you're outside in the sun for hours on end and it's very physically taxing and although you are very tired sitting behind a desk the physical aspect it's more mental draining than physically be sitting behind the desk whereas like lifeguarding and being outside like even in construction like you're physically tired yeah you think and you do things but it's a lot less mentally taxing than it is physically like, I remember coming, like, there, there's been times where I have almost passed out on the deck, and I shouldn't be admitting this, but I have, because I was so dehydrated, because it was so hot in the middle of summer, during those, like, really bad heat waves, and you have to sit on top of a tower for 15 minutes without taking your jug of water or lugging things with you, because you only have to have your little buoy, your fanny, and then that's it, like, you shouldn't be taking your sunglasses and your sandals or wearing a t-shirt like it's too much right the less stuff that you have to jump in and be active it's very physically straining and you're a lot more tired you come home and you're just like i'm done i want to take a nap i don't want to do anything else and then you stretching that into an office job it's more mentally okay i have to do this and i have to answer these emails and like i have to think about this response that i have to answer So it's a lot more mentally draining than physically sitting at a desk and just typing away. You know what I mean? Like the physical versus the mental aspect is there. I completely agree. People have worked manual jobs and then also desk jobs. And it's a different sense of tiredness. But if I really have to 
pick one. You can recover from a physical job by one night rest. Mm -hmm. But a mental job can take Burnout. a long time. Mm -hmm. You mentally recover from the mental abuse or the mental strain that you have. Yeah, because it's and it's not even just like sitting there and answering emails or working on projects or whatever it is. It's also the people because you have as a, I mean, as a lifeguard, you you know what you have to do, right? You come in, it's the same duties, the same list, you cleaning, turning everything on, right? You run through the routine of things that you have to do every single day. And you do have where your boss comes in and does like audits and comes and talks to you and things like that. It's not as we're at a desk job, your boss can just come in at any point and dump things on you or, hey, I want to pick your brain about this or did you connect with this person on sewing project or whatever? Hey, I actually want you to jump in on this meeting. It's very like immediate and they, it's you're more accessible to people. And so it's then you are getting like bombarded with a bunch of questions, a bunch of intrusive things into your day versus, OK, these are like the detailed list that I have to do. And then you go to your job and it's I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. I completely get that. So. What I want you to do is mm. think of a time where you had really went through a bit, very big difficulty in your life. If you had the ability to go back in time mm. and talk and give, use the knowledge that you have now to help that younger Veronese to get past that tough time, what advice would you give her? Just do it, bitch. I'm just <laughs> no, I, that's a great question. I mean, I feel like I've been very blessed to not have a lot of hardships, but more of my hardships come like academically and really striving for like success and greatness because I had my sister, which you guys met, she laid the pavement and led the way of what greatness should look like and what success looks like, right? So I already had this image of in order for me to be successful, I need to be hardworking and I need to do this and I need to do this. And thankfully she did that for me, right? Because without it, I don't know if I would follow the same path that I have done or if it would have led me to where I am now. But going from like being in high school to going to like a college mindset is very taxing. It's very different. It's a lot of, and if you haven't gone to school and a lot of people don't realize that like it is very scary going in and because you, you go, you're leaving a bunch of people that you know, that you see every single day. You have to go in a different type of environment without knowing anybody. And you have to put yourself out there. And a lot for a lot of people, that's very hard. And I see that within my students now that it's a really hard transition to, to happen from like high school into college life. Um, but I would just keep pushing forward, keep doing what you have to do. And if ultimately this isn't something that you want to do, it's okay to stop. It's okay to say that I'm not ready. And it's okay to take your time because not everybody's on the same timeline. You don't have to graduate with everybody else. You don't have to have to graduate to get a really successful job. You don't have to do that. And going back and telling myself, like, it's okay to not follow these footsteps or it's okay to pave your own path. And that's fine. Yes, I agree. In every generation, there's mm. always this sense of instant gratification and you just want to get things through and you want to rush into everything. I know for me, I've always wanted to rush being a grown up and. Oh, yeah. Now that, I'm, <laughs> yeah. now that I'm here, I'm just like, oh, I want to go back because yeah. <laughs> it was such a simpler time with like more, less, less responsibility. Yeah. And I don't, if I would to go back and do college all over again, I would take another major, mm. get a minor, I would 
go travel abroad. I would do that's my biggest regret. <laughs> that's my biggest regret. Travel. Okay. You're young. Go out and venture the world. Really find who you are. Like, I'm not saying that I don't know who I am and I, I do. I love myself, right? And I'm obnoxious about it. But I think that a lot of people don't have a really good sense of self. And that also can come from traveling and finding yourself. But mm-hmm. I tell my students all the time, you should go study abroad. Go and do this. It's a really great opportunity. Yeah, it costs you. It's part of your tuition. Like, you just use it. It's part of your benefit. I told my, I went to a meeting to, to um, get more information for my students about studying abroad. I came home and I told my mom and I was like, I can't believe you never let me go and study abroad. And she was like, I don't regret it. I don't care. And I was like, I do. But I'm just talking about it. But anyways, go back to your story. <laughs> no, but you learn a lot by yourself tra- mm-hmm. traveling. I, I've gone. I've been very privileged to be able to travel alone to several locations. And I learned so much about myself that I haven't known in a long Ooh. time. And just being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable being alone and just being able to socialize with new people, you learn so many new things and you meet so many great friends that you would yeah. have never met if you didn't take that leap. Yeah, it's just, it's really take your time in whatever you're going to do because that in that moment, you're never going to have that moment again. 100%. 100%. You can't go back in time. You can't change things. So it's very, well, I guess, what are the words? Articulation. Uh, it's hard to take yourself out of your comfort zone and go out and do things like that. I commend you, honestly, because I don't think I could ever travel by myself until I do it right. But like you have set a tone for just within our family of going out and doing things and going by yourself. And I don't think that I could ever go and travel. I have such a hard time going to like McDonald's by myself. (laughs) All right, somebody please come with me. I can't. The social anxiety in me is just I can't do it. But I and I I am a very like like social person. But going out and doing something like that, it scares me. It scares me to shits on end. And I can't believe you do it all the time. And I, it's so incredible that you do it. But I am scared. <laughs> and it's hard because people always want to latch on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not that I don't even have people to come with me. I have. Yeah, a lot of people. You're like, no, please don't come. So if, let's say that you have another Bernice out there that is thinking, mm-hmm. all I want to accomplish is just being a cashier at McDonald's, what advice would you give them with the knowledge that you don't know? Work hard at being the best cashier you can. (laughs) I mean, with anything, right? If you're going to do something, do it with your most authentic self. And there's no reason to like half-ass things, I feel. Because if you're going to do something, you might as well do it, right? Because then you're going to have to work twice as hard to re-undo whatever you did. Because it's your mistake, you have to fix it. So if you're going to do it right the first time. Yeah. And one thing I do want to say is that there is no wrong or bad job. Oh, you no. can do whatever you want. Yeah. But do know that with each choice of what you want to do, there come sacrifices. Yep. So if you're going to want to get that big corporate job and make three, three figures a year, you're going to come with a lot of stress, a <laughs> lot of anxiety, a lot of sacrificing family time, social time. Mm-hmm. There, Those are the consequences that come with that job. Mm-hmm. If you choose to work at the very low end of the spectrum, not lower end, but like with lesser money, working as a cashier with McDonald's, then you are also going to go with having no time, having to work extra shifts, well, physically working yourself to the brim because with inflation and everything that's going on right now, it's... You can't just make it on just that. Yeah, it's hard to make it end meet with that. Like right now, it, we're going through a very rough time where we're getting even worse than the 
depression. Yeah. And price of eggs are insane. <laughs> <laughs> They're super expensive. And I love and we know you love eggs. <laughs> I love eggs. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bunch of people in the comments like, oh she loves eggs. <laughs> Adele. Hashtag love eggs. <laughs> But it's a difficult time. So yeah. no matter what you do, do what you love, but also do some, find a way to make money or yeah. find some way of passive income. A hundred percent. Yeah. It, and it rings true for everybody, right? Everybody's situation is incredibly different than my own. And you have to figure out how to make ends meet, whether that's like getting a side job or starting your own business or investing in different things or whatever, investing in yourself on a right like it's whatever you feel like you have to do and again nobody's journey is the same whereas we had a very similar upcoming but where you are is completely different where i'm at right now and where my sister is and was right like our journeys are different even though we live very similar lives or up with the same type of upbringing but it's hard to do but at the end of the day as long as you are putting in the work with what you want to do that's Finally, unicorn yourself. <laughs> no ad intended, but yeah, 100%. Like you have to put in the work for yourself to find a unicorn in you to make sure that you are leading your most successful life. And whatever that looks like for you, it doesn't have a definition and it doesn't have, and you can't have anybody else's input with what you're doing because ultimately, if you want to be living a certain lifestyle or doing certain things in your life, fuck what other people want to say, but it's your decision, it's your choice, and you want to lead this type of lifestyle you should do it yeah and that's a perfect segue to my last question for you is what should someone do to start tapping into their inner unicorn and starting their journey to success invest in you invest in your and yourself whatever that looks like right if that means going out and working out going to classes looking at online classes to learn different skills a lot of people don't invest in themselves and that kind of ultimately leads into kind of a in a content mode. And I don't think that you should ever really be. You should be content, but always strive for greatness. If you're cool with where you're at, then that's fine, 100%. Stay where you're at. But there's always some type of ambition, always another goal that you should want to reach. It's always investing into you, which is ultimately going to lead into investment into your future. Perfect. And then if anybody wants to get in contact with you... To ask any questions about marketing, school, or about egg. <laughs> Where can they reach you? Often. Uh, it's always a great place. Yeah. Emails on there. So if you guys have questions, slide into my DMs. No, don't do that. Uh, you can, yeah, just send me a message. You can email me. It's all my information's on there. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. I know you're a very busy person. <laughs> and everyone, as always, episodes come out every Friday at 7 a.m. If you love this content, make sure that you leave us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button. And until next time, bye.